Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Mike, how we feeling? I'm feeling great. Uh, conspicuous by her absence is Miss Emily Merkel, the brain. She is out of town at the moment, but... Good loads for her. This is going to be the first episode, guys, of what we call in a series called The Quick Hitter, okay? It's going to be less time than our normal episodes. It's going to be about one topic that we're going to go a little bit further into detail for, and we're going to kind of expand on some of our thoughts and ideas. It should be around 20 minutes or so. That's why we call it The Quick Hitter. Get you in and out. See what we think about the topic. Let's get your responses as well. These are for podcast listeners only, so if you're watching us on YouTube, we appreciate the support, but go to our SoundCloud account. Go to our iTunes, go to our Spotify, go to our Google Play Music. Guys, we are everywhere and you can hear us anywhere on the go while you're at work, while you're working out, and everywhere in between. And we appreciate the support so far. So what our topic is going to be about today, it's going to be about the ASC and NFC Conference Championship Games. The New England Patriots traveled to Kansas City to take on Patty Mahomes, Andy Reid, and an explosive Chiefs offense. And then of course you've got Tom Brady, New England Patriots rolling to town for their what it seems like 100th consecutive. AFC title game. And on the other side of the bracket, you've got the New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees having another career year, setting records left and right, along facing against the young Rams team with Jared Goff and, more importantly, Todd Gurley and Sean McVay with that potent running attack. So, Mike, let's go ahead. We're going to jump right in first to the NFC matchup, the one that we agree on. So, Mike, first off, just first before we go into any detail, who wins this game? Um, I have the New Orleans Saints to win this one. Okay, New Orleans Saints. I also have the New Orleans Saints winning this game. Why do you think New Orleans somehow goes in to, I guess not St. Louis, I guess goes into L.A., right? Goes into L.A. and somehow pulls out the W. Um, Well, to answer that, um, I think um, Drew Brees is the biggest key to this game. Okay. The experience factor that he has Mm -hmm. Um, just by far beats what Jared Goff has. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we can. Um, I think we can all agree, folks, now, that, that Jared Goff and Drew Brees. There's really no comparison. There's there. no comparison. <laughs> it's almost. It's actually like that in both games too. Which right. Is funny. Honestly, it's, it's like, weird. Right. It's experience versus not much experience. Right. Now I will give the edge to the Rams. To I think they have uh, more playmakers and bigger just names in general. You know, like their D line. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's just. Much better than anything else in but, the league. But, really. uh, but if you're looking at it from the opposite way, right, as far as the Saints go, the Saints, their defense is much improved from the past couple of years. I mean, they had one of the worst defensive units in the league two years ago to now they're formidable. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. not bottom half of the league anymore. And the Rams defense, which is loaded with talent, right? You've got mm-hmm. Aaron Donald. You've got Adonis Kinsu. You've got Brockers. You've got Fowler Jr. You've got Mark Barron. You've got... Uh, who else am I missing? Marcus Peters and LaMarcus Joyner and Nakeem yeah. Dalib. You guys see where I'm going with this, where they have all of this quote-unquote big-name talent, and yet this defense, on the whole for the year, has not produced the way a Wade oh, no. Phillips coach defense... We expected to play. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, they're not playing to what my expectations were. Absolutely. I think earlier in the year they absolutely did. I mean, when they were home against the Chiefs mm-hmm. and that fifty-one fifty-one just absolute shootout on Monday yeah. Night Football, which their defense obviously didn't really show up, mm-hmm. but they did get three turnover touchdowns right. off like two fumbles and a pick six. Right. So that part of it also helped in their win. So I think over the year you've seen this team, even though 
they haven't played to what I thought would be expectations for all their big names. Right. But I think they're good enough where mm-hmm. this is, I think, a, this is a very, this whole weekend's hard to bet. If you're going to be a, <laughs> yeah, if you're a betting If you're going person, to Vegas this weekend, guys, I don't know which way you go. I mean, the, the lines I know are pretty darn small for the most part. Yeah, they're both um, set at three right now. Are they both set at three right yeah. now? I know the Chiefs are favored on New England, right? Yeah, and uh, the, the, Saints, Saints, the Saints are favored. Favored by three. The home okay. teams are favored. The home teams are favored. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things to where you go and you look at it and you say, okay, New Orleans at home, inside the dome, right? Uh, it's one of those situations where I don't think they played their best football last week especially in that divisional round uh, against Philadelphia I think they got a couple lucky bounces their way but to your point I think that with the with the fact that the Rams defense I think has just been good enough to get them where they need to go I think the biggest key here for the Saints is really not even so much slowing down the run right but just making it so that Gurley doesn't have these gaping holes to run through. And I guess C.J. Anderson, because he had a big week last week. But I think that if you limit the amount of big plays that the Rams have, right, and and kind of slow it down just a little bit, I thought the... Not to bring the Lions too much into this, but I thought the Lions had a good blueprint, especially early on in that game against the Rams early in the year. Mm -hmm. Just speaking locally here, where they went in knowing, okay, we're probably going to give up a bunch of yards, right? But if they can have a bend-but-don't-break mentality in the red zone, where you're forcing where you're limiting the play options, right? And you're also forcing Goff to make a hell of a throw, Mm -hmm. right? I think that is where you will succeed more rather than Gurley scoring out from the 25-yard line. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Yeah, all they have to do is, if they can keep him in check, and they have Goff have to beat him. I think that's the biggest key. Exactly. Because... My my thing is when you have when you look uh, vice versa to that and the and the Rams defense against the Saints offense mm-hmm. you don't really have that because if you're gonna stop the run say Alvin Kamara mm-hmm. you have to stop him then you're like all right we're gonna try to make Drew Brees beat me and Drew Brees definitely can beat you. <laughs> so then if that gonna, is that's a fantastic point so then and then so if you're gonna vice versa that and you're gonna go okay now we're gonna have to have the running game beat us because we're just gonna take down everything passing well Alvin Kamara can also beat you right. so now you're in the, also like a like you have to just play great all around. Right. Where the Saints, I believe, if they can really stop Gurley, hold mm-hmm. him. If they can hold like under a hundred, right, that would be spectacular. Well, and for that's them. the thing too. I don't we, know if they will. We, though. Well, we know the Rams too, right? They like to take big shots downfield, right? And I know that here's one thing that I think people are forgetting too. The Saints secondary, while is not the best in the league, has playmakers, right? Marshawn oh, Lattimore on Brandon Cooks probably all night, right? Yeah. You, you don't have Cooper Cup for the Rams. Okay, mm-hmm. you have Robert Woods as your other receiver outside of that, right? I, I look at the receiving core for for the Rams and I go, yeah, the, they're not they're not terrible, mm-hmm. right? But then I look at the receiving core for the for the Saints and I go, okay, there's some and the, what they're able to do. Michael Thomas is a stud, absolutely, right? Ted Ginn can take the lid off of off of the field. You know yeah. what I mean? Who's who's their tight end that they have too? Um, I think it would be Watson right now, but he's questionable. Okay, so I don't know who their backup would be. Okay, um, I can check. I think but, they, I think they have a good. I think who's and they have that. What's the guy? Their backup quarterback that they love to go to. Oh, somewhere. Hill and Hill yeah. too. Taysom Number Hill, seven, yeah. and obviously you have the combination between Kamara, who absolutely. might as well be a running back slash wide receiver, and just call him an athlete. And you also yeah. have Ingram too. You know what I mean. So you have some. So you have some options, right, mm-hmm. for for both teams. But I think that the experience of Drew Brees is really going to be, hopefully, what kind of propels the Saints to another level. I think Sean McVay, you know, has done a great job with this team, and this is kind of an all-in year for the Rams, 
right? Yeah. But I think that because I I, I, not only so much the experience, but I am not, and I don't subscribe to the theory that Jared Goff all of a sudden became a beautiful all-star quarterback. I just don't subscribe to that theory. But what I do subscribe to is that he's in a great system. Right, and he's yeah. and he's insulated very well. But if you take him out of that and you kind of throw him in that deep end, that's where I think the Saints can really capitalize. Yeah, I think he's. I think it's like a lot of quarterbacks right now, though, mm-hmm. where you see a lot of people successful mm-hmm. in like their own system, which right. is right. Like perfectly what you want, acceptable. Which is you, what of course, you, want you find that marriage. You're, roll, you're rolling, right? You know, if if you're like the Lions, not to bring them so much into this conversation for right. some reason, but like. Stafford's a gunslinger quarterback, right. so like having him throw the ball around mm-hmm. and like to good receivers is like what you would want. That's like the right. system that they should run with. Right, the checkdown king isn't really what it's his, not it's what not his not, thing. Yeah. Right, I agree. 100%. He's not great at reading defenses, as right. we all know, probably. Right. So like he's just like I'll just throw it six yards down the field. Mm-hmm. So golf benefits from like they knew what his strengths were, mm-hmm. and they went okay, we're going to get guys around you that can run your strengths yep. and we can't blame him for that however if they stop the run and their def and the saints defensive backs are able to play one-on-one and play you know cooks well right. and they can't get separation and stuff right. then you're gonna have to rely on golf making great throws and great right. reads consistently and stuff. consistently <laughs> right with a decent pass rush coming at him too right Absolutely. i mean you have marcus davenport their first round draft pick that they traded up to get you still got cam jordan right mm-hmm. you've got uh They've got the the defensive tackle, too, that went out with an injury. I don't know yeah. if he's actually going to be active this week for their starting defense as well. But you've got a lot of pieces there, a lot of no-name guys. You yeah, know, right now the they're radar starting. They got, yeah, they got Cameron Jordan. Yeah. They got um, Marcus Davenport. Yep. And they did have Sheldon Rankins. Right. He is out. He's, he's out this week? Oh, okay. Right. So well. he won't be in there. So that, that linebacker but, play is going to have to come at a premium then for the Saints because, obviously, they're going to have to really be able to stop the run. I anticipate a lot of man coverage because of that. I, I agree with you that. You know, yeah. so... So obviously, so we're definitely heavily tender. So what is what do the Rams need? We already kind of know what the Saints need to do, right, to kind of get this yeah. win. What do the Rams need to do to? And don't take, don't give me the ESPN answer where it run for five hundred yards. Obviously, they run for three hundred yards this week. They're probably going to get the W. Give me a give me some evaluation. Do what we do best here, and <laughs> I'm always right. And give me some analysis. What the Rams need to do to get the victory on Sunday? So I think I think this game is more from there. I think this is going to be a shootout. I think both games, mm-hmm. it's weirdly for the first time in a long time, are both going to be shootouts, okay. in my opinion. And I think it's going to rely a lot more on Jared Goff and the offense than the Rams' defense, weirdly enough. Right. Because here's the thing. I think that Drew Brees is so good and that whole Saints offense is so good that they're going to just, they're going to score, not at will, right. but they're going to, like, if they're, they're, down, if they're down seven, they're down 14, they're just going to be like, all right, we have to move it. And then they'll start moving it down the field. Right. So what Goff needs to do is you need to first be able to run the ball, obviously. That's a key to everything. But he's got to, like we said, he's got to make great reads constantly, move the ball down the field consistently, mm-hmm. and not settle for three, like, every drive. Right. Because I think that's what hurt in that Cowboys game was, Early, I think they set up like three field goals. Right, they dr- they score technically on every drive, but the defense, like the, like we mentioned earlier, the Cowboys defense went, go ahead, get yeah. a ton of yards. But if we can keep it close, yeah. right, and have a chance to win at the end, which they did, they absolutely they, did. they had a chance to win it at the end. I think that's where if the Saints mentality goes, okay, we can bend. Right, you can go ahead. You can kind of, you yeah. kind of get in our in our territory, but that's when it really starts to sturdy up. And there's a wall there yeah. around the twenty five yard line where you go, you don't get any yeah, farther. The Rams are this. not great in the red zone mm-hmm. because everyone knows that Todd Gurley is going to run it. Yep. So they really stack the box there. Right. And Goff is not um, 
I, I just don't think Goff is... I think Goff is the worst quarterback left in the playoffs. Absolutely. And it's not, even it's not just hating on Goff. I just... Right. Like, with the talent of other quarterbacks here, yep. he's... I think he's the worst. Well, you got two Hall of Famers. Every yeah, and then, <laughs> and then Petra Mahomes, who his first season threw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. So, right. I don't think it's closely comparable. But I think that um, he's got to make the right place in the red zone. Yep. I think the red zone game is actually not thinking yeah, about it. If, 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 if the Rams are behind at the end of this game in the turnover battle too, I think that's going to be a clear indication yeah. of how that oh, game went. they have to win the turnover battle. You know what I mean? If they, if they if, don't get a couple Yeah, I think they'll at least fumbles. need at least two turnovers I agree. really to kind of give them, not saying a chance, they're, they're obviously in the NFC Championship game. They're a very good football team, no doubt. But I just look at this team and I think the Saints... Yeah. Knowing that Drew Brees is how old he is, right? He's in his mid to upper thirties. Sean Payton and him have been together a long time. This is the best team they've had since that Super Bowl team, and it's really not close. So oh, no. when I look at this team and I go, if this is their last chance, right, they're gonna do everything they they possibly can yeah. to get it done. So anyway, guys, so we're gonna go Saints over Rams. Give me a score real quick before we move to the other Ooh. matchup. See, their first matchup was forty five thirty five Saints won. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna go around the ballpark mm-hmm. of about like a. 3128. 3128? Okay. Maybe a l- yeah. Yeah, I can I'll see go, that. I'm going to go 35-31. Okay. Actually, no, I'm, I lied. I'm going to be real close. I'm going to go 35-34 Saints, right? Oh. Where the Rams kick a late field goal because they're already down, but they've got three timeouts and they hope they can get one stop on on defense. Oh. And the Saints run it right down their throat. Right over in Dominic Sue's loser butt. All right. Okay. <laughs> you like that? I, I could see that. Right? Okay. So, then, all right, so let's kind of segue now. Um, to the AFC title game. And before we do that, I'd like to remind everybody that we are on SoundCloud, we are on Spotify, we are on iTunes, and Google Play Music, guys. So anywhere you'd want to find us, whatever media you guys like to use, whatever site you guys like to use, we are there. So don't miss out on any of our quick hitters or any of our episodes that air every Monday at 7 and our YouTube episodes that air live every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Okay, now that we got some business taken care of, AFC title game, You've got the the patriarch of the NFL, right? The greatest dynasty, the the most accomplished franchise probably in league history now. The most consistent, the greatest quarterback of all time, in my opinion, in Tom Brady. The greatest coach of all time in Bill Belichick. In another AFC title game against the young upstarts with Patrick Mahomes throwing for tons of touchdowns, tons of yards, Tyreek Hill, uh, Sammy Watkins, you've got the defense is okay, you've got pieces there, you got Eric Berry, you got Houston, you got some guys, and an offensive guru like Andy Reid, okay? This is not the first matchup of these teams either. New England got the victory earlier in the season. First off, like we did with the last one, who wins this game? See, I think it's like pain you to say this a little bit. It kind of does. (laughs) Because I'm, I'm not openly a big Patrick Mahomes fan. Right. But I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. To You're gonna win go with the Chiefs. Game. Okay. So let me be clear. You want the Patriots to win. Okay. Yeah. I'm but like, you, but you, but you think. Yeah, I'm more like your heart says Patriots. Your head game, like, says. I think Chiefs. we talked about this right before the show started. Yeah. Where like I like this. I really believe in the Saints winning. Yeah. And this one, I'm like. If the Saints win, right. I would love to see either one of these two teams in. Right. But my like, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Okay, all right. Going but like, the, I, like, if the Patriots do win, I'll be like, okay, Patriots win. So right. Patriots exactly. Okay, cool. You'll be happy to be proven wrong, basically, is what you're saying. Kind of. Yeah. But I'm, I'm cool. But I'm going Chiefs. Okay, going Chiefs. Absolutely. All right, I'm gonna go New England uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, as we've mentioned here on the show before, we do have a family bet that goes on every year, and I chose New England with my pick at the time. So. Really hoping I do have a little bit of skin in the game, quote unquote. Mike's team Seattle's already out of it, so he could care less. 
but we're gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go New England. Um, basically, on a couple of reasons. Number one, Tom Brady. Right. I, I do think that they he is on a mission. I, I watched his press conference recently, where the, you know the, a reporter mentioned he they were unfavor they were you know they were the underdogs by three points. Right. Like we mentioned. Yeah. yeah. And. You kind of see, and and if I encourage a lot of fans to go back and watch this, especially before the game, just to see the way he responded to that. He kind of gave it a smirk, and he kind of went, "Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's kind of one of those see, things." Realistically, where it's like we that expect doesn't, it. it doesn't really matter. No, it does. It, 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 you know what I mean? Championship type games that are right. like this close. It's like no, it's oh. not. Yeah, it's not so much the the, the actual spread that I think yeah. got to him, but I just noticed his reaction, and he goes, "Yeah." I kind of get that. No one expects us to win this game. You know what I mean? And yeah. he, he kind of, he says it with that, almost that calm coolness thing where it's like, I'm going to show you like he's the 25 year old that was, you know, or once I got lucky. Yeah. It's one of those things to me where Tom Brady in big game situations, along with the fact that I do feel for whatever reason, and this may not be the best reason, but Andy Reed in these situations and his football teams figure out a way to blow it Absolutely. every single time. And Andy Reid is a phenomenal football coach, guys. I mean, a phenomenal coach. You don't take two teams to this level of success. He did it in Philadelphia. Now he's done it here in Kansas City without being a good football coach. But, yeah. man, does he find some creative way to lose football games in the biggest of moments, right? Whether it's in the Super Bowl against New England before, whether it was last year against Tennessee where they somehow managed to blow a 20-point lead. I mean, there's it's so many things. You could just you can rattle them off, you know? It's it's a rough go sometimes. Along with the fact that I do feel like his defense, right, while has playmakers on them, I do feel is lacking. Now, they've played better as of late, and they do have a tremendous get-off-the-field on their third-down conversion rates. However, I think what New England's key to this victory is going to be is Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. If they can run the ball effectively... And, uh, and able to keep some sort of balanced attack. And, Mike, you mentioned this earlier where you don't think this dink and dunk kind of offense that New England's been running all season is going to be able to work as effectively against the Chiefs just based off the fact that they know it's coming, right? They've had yeah. all season to prepare for it. They saw it. Yeah. I think Sony Michelle is a huge, huge, huge key to this game. If he has a big game, mm-hmm. I think New England is running away with it. I mean, yep, yeah, that's a good point to make. However... I just kind of look at it and I go, when the first time they played mm-hmm. and, you know, they were trailing, they were um, in New England. Right. And New England doesn't lose in New England. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, like, right. they just, like, yeah, it's, they just, it's, it's like it's a ridiculous. magical power that they have that's just, like... Yeah, like, best home field advantage in the league by far. They, I mean, they're undefeated at home this year. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just they're, like, they're three and five on they're the road. They're three and five on the road and they're right. undefeated at home this year. Right. Like... I mean, they just do not lose at home. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that benefits Kansas City, I, it's hard because you can't, I don't think it benefits per se, but I mean, they're There's in some historical knowledge. Right. They are in Arrowhead. You, you're not going to get a better time to play the New England Patriots in a meaningful football game than right now. Yeah. You're really not. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I I just, I always say it's not really an advantage because of how cold it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, they're used to it because they've been practicing. So is and, New England. Yeah, but New England's <laughs> yeah. perfectly fine with it, too. Right. So it's not really like, oh, we got an advantage because right. they're you're not warm playing weather. Miami. Yeah, yeah, you're not playing Miami, yeah. who's like going into the cold after playing in the warm all year. Right. You're playing New England, who's used to the cold and, exactly. and it's there every year right. in the cold. So I don't think that's much advantage. I think the key to this is actually more on their defense 
And the reason I say that key, is because... Key for New England to win or key for the Chiefs no, to win? No, Chiefs to win. Okay. And the Chiefs defense? Chiefs defense okay. needs to play. And the only reason I say that is because Chiefs offense, I believe, is just going to score. That's okay. what they do. Right. They score. Yeah, they do. They score. And I they mean, score quickly. They score quickly, which could lead to a problem. Right. But I think it's also a thing where if the Patriots take a 17-play drive mm-hmm. and nine minutes go off the clock and they score, but the Chiefs score in 30 seconds and throw a Hail Mary bomb and Tyreek right. Hill catches it, then it's 7-7. Right. And now, do, do you think the, that, do you think, to, to, to kind of counterpoint that, right, do you think that, say, for instance, that the Chiefs, though, let's say that does happen, right, and that's kind of the overall gist of the game, but say the Patriots, right, score and yeah. go up, say, by 10, yeah. right, at one point in time, late in the game, mm-hmm. and Kansas City scores quickly even, but if New England is able to put pieces and drives together and really methodically slow down the pace, do you think that benefits New England more to kind of slow it down and to keep that Chiefs offense and limit the amount of possessions that the Chiefs have, right? Say the it Chiefs was. score in six plays, but New England holds the ball for nine minutes and you go it right down does. the field, right? That's why, that's why I say it's important for their defense. Okay. That's why I'm more important right. for their mm-hmm. defense because I know Kansas City um, can score a lot of points. Absolutely. You know, like... If realistically we're looking at, and this is why I thought Oklahoma had a really good chance against Alabama this year, is that they just they can just score. Mm-hmm. Like their defense, like as long right. as they get a couple stops. Yeah, you need you need you need you three need, stops. You need like, three really stops, you need. and Kansas City could probably run away with this game. Mm-hmm. However, getting those stops is why I think it's so important that Kansas City's defense needs to show up and play. Absolutely. Because if they don't get stops and they do go on those nine minute drives, right, you're gonna you kill all plays. momentum, right? Yeah. If if like we're saying in this in this analogy, which is by the way, guys, is not so much out of their own possibility. If if the Chiefs go down and score in four plays. Right, which they're very prone to do. Oh, absolutely. And then New England goes down and scores and, and matches that with a 12-play drive of their own. New England really only needs one or two stops. If they can hold the ball and possess the ball, control the game, and keep it within them, right? Yep. And I think, too, if you keep your defense fresh, I think Brian Flores, the future head coach of the Miami Dolphins, which we'll talk about on our show on Monday, uh, you're going to notice and you're kind of you're going to kind of see that New England's, the way their philosophy is, is that you maintain ball possession and then you allow your defense, right, to correct things you saw on the previous drive, mm-hmm. right? And they're the masters of in-game adjustments, right? Yes. And in halftime adjustments. Every every time you see a game, New England's down at halftime, they come out and all of a sudden they can't do anything. The offense can't, right? Yeah. So the I agree with you 100% that Kansas City's defense is going to be the key, I think, overall to this game. Yeah. I think that they are going to, I think early especially, is the most important time for New England to weather the storm. Mm-hmm. Similar to the Rams, honestly, in, 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 the, in the Saints game. But if the if this, if New England can really weather the initial onslaught, because I guarantee within the first three plays, they're going to take a shot deep. It's oh, going to be yeah. pretty much immediate, right? They're yeah. going to take a shot deep. They're going to go to Tyreek Hill, their playmaker, and they're going to see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that... When that happens, and as long as they don't either a don't complete that, or b as long as it doesn't get to like a fourteen or seventeen nothing Chiefs lead, yeah, I think this game is gonna go right down to the wire, yeah, and I think will. at that point it's gonna come down to one or two plays, yeah. and like maybe even last week where we talked about some of these rule changes in the NFL could come down to a call, yeah. which as we know the Patriots are gonna benefit from that nine out of ten yeah, times. Yeah, I agree, and I mean the only thing about their offense, mm-hmm. the Kansas City side, is I think they just have too many weapons. Yeah. That I just don't I see a problem. And don't get me wrong, the Patriots have like 
you know, they played the Falcons, mm-hmm. and at halftime they adjusted, and they were able to shut down everything. Julio, right. every right. like literally Absolutely. all their running game, and literally were able to shut down everything mm-hmm. somehow. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. When you got Tyreek Hill, Sammy, or, uh, yes. Sammy Watkins, Watkins, Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey. Right. Uh, Spencer Ware's running great right now. Do you think like, that if do you think that if New England somehow makes them one dimensional, that that that's going to hurt them? Like let's just because the biggest thing obviously for every team, any every any NFL team will say this: if you stop the run, right, you have a really great chance of winning the football yeah. game, right? And make a team one dimensional. Obviously, we know Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball. They know they can kind of go that air raid offense. However, they do run the ball, right? And they run the ball with pretty amount of good success. Do you think if they're able to snuff out the run game slash kind of like that screen game they like to run, do you think that that puts New England in a much better chance? Or do you still think that they have too many weapons where even when they go downfield, they're going to be able to pick them apart? I just think it's it's a problem either way because I think, okay, so say you stop, they do their thing and they're like, all right, mm-hmm. we're going to just stop the run completely. Right. Well, Patrick Mahomes can beat you through the air. Right. I don't I don't disagree with Which that. Like, what I'm saying, I guess, is that do you think that if you're making them rely upon more of the big play, right, and not being able to sustain drives and you're keeping your defense out there forever and letting Brady go to work, do you think that that's going to hinder them more or not? Because, like, say you try a deep bomb and, you and, and, you know, Patty Mahomes at the end of the first half has got two picks. Just because he's, you know, just like in that yeah. two, the game against the you know Eagles and Saints where Breeze had a pick the first, game, or first play of the game because he threw a, you know, a 60-yard yeah. bomb. Those are the kind of situations where I think New England might be salivating at because they you might. go, okay, you know what? That's fine. We're gonna t- we're gonna drape two guys on them, and we're gonna yeah. you know what I mean. We're gonna take the ball out of your best players' hands, and we're gonna force you to stop us. I think the first two drives of this game is gonna be the most important thing, mm-hmm. and like any this Great entire call. weekend. Great call. Because I think if they do do that, mm-hmm. and they try streaking down the field, and he's they see he's double Tyree kills double covered, right. and they're like, all right, so they're gonna double him all game long. Mm-hmm. That means it takes that out of the book, right. which means you have to totally change your whole game plan, absolutely, probably because they're gonna absolutely. be a vertical passing absolutely. team, absolutely, right. And that's also with the New England Patriots, though, is if they come out the first two drives and they're gonna do their little dink and dunk thing, yeah. but all they're doing is playing in the flats right. and trying to get that and interception and they snuff everything out. New England's gotta change their game plan because they don't throw more than ten yards. Absolutely. Time. Absolutely. So I think, I think I I'm not I wouldn't I'm gonna call this right now. I think New England takes at least two shots in the first two drives. I think they try to go deep. They try to go I something think down the middle with Gronk. You know what I mean? A misdirection with with Amendola. Something with Cordell Patterson, obviously, because he's their speedster, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think New England is going to do things. I think what they're I I really have a strong feeling too. They may try to out Chiefs the Chiefs. And what I mean by that is they're gonna try a lot of misdirection, right? They have a lot of speed. Right? That's what they have. They don't have height. They don't have strength. They have speed. Right? They have the greatest quarterback, and they have a lot of speed. They have a sitting duck back there. You know yeah. You know what I mean? With a good offensive line, a good running game. But there, I feel like there, there's going to be some misdirection in there where I agree with you that I think it's going to be a shootout as well. Yeah. I just think that it's one of those things where I feel like New England's going to pull something out of that hat at the last second where you're going to go, yeah. oh my gosh, Brady just caught an 80-yard yeah. box. Something I, stupid. I think, you know yeah, I, mean? I, I do think it's going to be the first two pl- drives. And whoever has the ball last, that's a great call. That's because, a great call. Maybe we got to take it. Maybe we got to see who wins the coin toss. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> because I think it's going to be in the fourth quarter, and it's a four point game. I feel like we're talking Madden here. A I know, bit. <laughs> a little bit, but uh, four point game, and say Patriots down or Chiefs are down. Right. I think whoever has the ball goes down the field and scores. Right. That's that's and so then it may be it. So it's almost a coin toss at that point. I agree. Whoever has the ball last, I think can win with like five seconds left. I still think the Chiefs could pull something out of their ass. Absolutely, and so could the Patriots. They could throw some. Well, they're not the Lions. Neither team's the Lions, though. So they won't lose to a hail mary pass like we seem to do once a year. Anyway, all right. So we've got all right. So final score. 
31 Chiefs. All right, yeah. I'm gonna go. You're gonna sell for one field goal. I'm gonna go. Gonna sell for field goals. I'm gonna say it's 50 touchdowns. Like I'm gonna. It, it's almost weird, but I feel like New England's either going to score. I feel like it's either going to be like 55 to like 50, or it's going to be like 21 28. I, you know I, what I mean? I, that's why I hit I'm the thinking, I'm going to go like, I'm going to say 30, I'm going to say 35 to 27. Oh, let me look at this real quick. So the over under is yeah. 56. What would you bet? Oh, boy. Uh, right now, your score would be over. You'd be betting the over. Yeah. And knowing that, honestly, not let me go under. I'll go under. You'll bet the under. Yeah, so I'll bet the under. That's be under fifty six. I do, what, we we just talked. We just spent a half hour talking about how great all these offenses are and all these defenses are just and okay. And they're all gonna go. But you know, that's my that's my luck, right? Is that I'd bet a thousand dollars on this, and the final score is ten to seven, and Probably. we all we both look like idiots. Yeah. Anyway, that's gonna be it for our first episode of Quick Hitters with the I'm Always Right crew. Reminder, guys, we are on Spotify, we are on iTunes, we are on Google Play Music, and we were always live every with a new episode every monday at 7 a.m and our youtube episodes go up every wednesday at 7 a.m do not miss out it is a growing phenomenon here on i'm always right sports podcast for the merc zone i'm the mouth of michigan ramadaika we will see you as always next time